He's been the only salesperson that we've worked with here, which um, has to tell you something. Like we don't we don't have a sales culture. We have a marketing culture. We we drive clients through our our, our marketing efforts, through our content strategy, with our communication strategy with Linda, our content warrior strategy with Nisha, and of course, Arlene's amazing social media reach. Um, but when it comes to actually outreach and engagement, that is 100% Dante. And he has been instrumental in building our organization to what it is today. The big questions are, where is the world of work headed? Is the death of the office inevitable? Will freelancers be the winners in freedom, flexibility, and income in the new economy? Can companies reduce overhead and scale massively with remote workers who work project to project? These questions and more will be explored on this adventure into changing the way the world works. Each week, remote work superhero Michael Brooks, who 13 years ago dangled dangerously over the abyss of desperate business failure while ensconced in his expensive office, now contemplates and pontificates on saving the world through remote work. Welcome to the Remote It Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is MJ Durkin, and you have tuned into the Remote It Podcast brought to you by Golance. Oh my goodness, it is going to be an amazing episode today. We have a lineup for you that is going to blow your mind. Is it good to blow someone's mind? Maybe we're going to expand their mind, open their mind, uh, bring them into new areas, uh, and uh, and just generally just to have some good fun. Uh, Michael Brooks is here with us with our special guests. I'm going to let him introduce the guests, but Michael Brooks, what's yeah. on your mind and heart today? Thank you, Dante. Thank you, Bean. Um, thank you, Dante. I'm sorry. Thank you, MJ. Thank you, MJ. Obviously, Dante's on the mind here because um, he's in. Uh, he's on the on the call with us. Um, thank you for being a part of the program. We appreciate it. We have Arlene, our social media Wu Tang master, and Dante, our sales. I don't know. I, I haven't come up with a ridiculous name for him. Yes, he's just our sales guru or sales guy. Um, his approach to sales is something that uh, is not typical of what I've seen, but is highly effective. And both Arlene and Dante have been instrumental in Golance's success and development. And um, they're two very wonderful people, two of my favorite people on the planet. And I'd like to start by um, asking you, Arlene, if you wouldn't mind, give me a little bit about your background. And then let's talk about some of the things you've done for Golance that have helped build its credibility, build its social media presence, and how some of, uh, so how other entrepreneurs can use those, um, use those strategies to help build their businesses. Perfect. Well, thank you guys. Thank you to everyone. My name is Arlene. Um, well, my background, I started working on social media since I was on my college years, it was part of my degree. I studied marketing. So part of it was working with social media. So I had a little bit of, uh, like that was the beginning of it. Then when um, I was working on several sto stores and well, uh, first of all, I'm from Puerto Rico. My first language is Spanish. So if I, like, I always try to start thinking in English, but it comes like, crazy sometimes so <laughs> um, <It's> no <laughs> perfect so um in the store that i was working they would need someone to 
have a little bit of knowledge of social media. So I start doing the pictures of that store. And then um, after that, I have like a couple of Instagram pages that we do. We manage a yearly store here in Puerto Rico. So when I get to GoLens, I was the, the first task that I was supposed to do it was customer service. That's that I work for a customer service uh, bank for years. So that was like my main experience. Um, so I started working on it at the same time. Um, Shrouse, who is my boss, he's just been here and in the other episodes, um, he asked me to do a little bit like of knowledge of the platform. And then I, that I tell him that we need to get better on social media. And then that was it. I was into it. And we start by doing a little bit of like, I started working with all of my um, fellow teammates. That was when I met Dante. And then I met uh, another fellow, like Nisha, that he worked with us too. And he was in the other episodes. And I did some questions about the platform and how they want to promote it on social media. And that's what we are been trying to do since the first time that I got here. Thank you, thank you, Arlene. Um, and and since you've since you've been here, uh, blessing the Go Lance team with your talents and your amazing personality, um, what what strategies have you deployed? Because I I, I can tell you, we, it's recognized and it's appreciated, and everyone sees how you've developed uh, our social media presence and how it, I mean it's night and day from what it is to where it is now. How did you transform our mediocre, ineffective, broken social media strategy into uh, the brand builder and the reach creator that it is today? What, what strategies do you, did you employ? And how can other companies and entrepreneurs and business owners use uh, your brilliance and intelligence to deploy those strategies for themselves? Well, um, my strategy has been making mistakes and yeah. learning in the process. Um, it's not the same just taking pictures and uploading on social media that when you are in charge of a big thing, like it's a big thing that, that I'm the responsible of like getting the message and being out there. So it's learning as you go, like it start because you have to start it and make a decision for it and then execute a plan you will need to get to know uh the people that you want to attack like that they want to spread the message so you have to do a little study uh when you create this fake person and that will be your ideal person of the people that you want your client like your idea the perfect client so then you need to start creating content based on that client and how do you want them to see yourself so um that was my my plan that's how um i'm doing it in social media at the same time learning about all the features that we have on the platforms all the benefits all the great things that we want that that we want to have and that we, that we are working on it and 
trying to incorporate that through the message on, in all the different platforms that we have. So your, your strategy is finding specific features that may go unnoticed, pulling them out and presenting them through our social media channels. In a way that the people will like it, <laughs> like in a funny way or in an engaging way. I was going to say engaging. Yeah. Oh, how can, and, and how can other, I mean, it's, how can other companies, is there any resources that they can use? What can they do? How can small business owners and entrepreneurs tap into to resources to do, to do the same thing? Well, obviously they can hire and, uh, person for it or if they like a freelancer on our our platform (laughs) we have a lot of freelancers on social media but if they want to do it by themselves they will need to create the first like this amazing client that is the one that you want to have i'm sorry that's my dog that is like it's okay yeah (laughs) which which uh what's the what dog is this what's your dog's name that's wooby well she's she's out can it together I try to I try to normalize the the issues that go on at work at home. You know, you've got yeah. to, you've got to normalize the fact that people have pets, lawnmowers go off. All this stuff is just part of the process. The <laughs> the the concept that we have to now continue to fake it that we just you know wear our suits at home and uh, you know it's it's it's, uh, it's blown it's blown open. Be who you are, where you are, and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how big is the dog? What kind of dog is this? Oh, she's a small. Let me just bring her for, so oh. you guys. All right. And I'm going to tell you, Arlene recently had a dog pass away too, which is very oh, wow. heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's too bad because uh, she is a dog lover. She, <laughs> I she love came, dogs. She came over to my house in Puerto Rico with her boyfriend, Kenneth, and uh, they loved uh, Mango and uh, they got to meet Mango and ginger before before mango went oh look at this hello who what's the what's the dog's name again Wooby. she's a girl Wooby. oh she's very pretty <laughs> she is like which, which by the way incorporating pets into shows for media strategy is humanizing i love that who doesn't like a cute dog, you know? Of course, of course. I-, I had a call with the devs um, two Fridays ago, and we started showing our pets. Like, they were all showing their cats and their dogs, and I was like, with mine, that would be a good <laughs> thing, taking pictures of it. That's great. I didn't know that. Great way to build culture. That's, uh, culture is, uh, is a constant subject here at GoLance, where we're always trying to figure out how to connect with the people that we work with, that we love. And, uh, and that's, that's a really fun and unique way. I wonder if we could do some social media outreach about uh, like show your pets, you know, something, something, I don't know. There's an idea. A campaign. I'm sure a campaign, social media campaign. I'm yeah. sure your, your creative mind will come up with something, but it, it does sound like fun. Kind of like um, pets of pets of the working world, something like that. that freelancer pets. I don't know. We'll come yes. up with something. It'll be fun. Um, well, thank you, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing those strategies. Thank you for being a part of the program. Thank you for being a valued team member of GoLance and bringing all of your creativity and talent. Um, I do want to shift over to Mr. Dante, who 
we have been working with since 2016. Um, he was, uh, I was just saying he was uh, 12 year old, 12 years old when he started working with us just cause he looks so young and like, it's hard for me to like, not think of you. You were like, what, 20 when you started working with us, 21. Uh, I think I was probably close to 23, 24, something like that. No, Maybe 23. Really? Back with, well, how old are you now? Uh, I just turned 28, uh, <laughs> November 23rd. Happy birthday. 28. Yeah. What do you do? How do you stay so young looking? We used to skateboard. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm a very avid skateboarder. So, um, when I'm not working, that is something that really helps me to, uh, just, uh, think about the day and, um, reflect. And it's really fun too. So whatever keeps you young, it's working. It's working. <laughs> you. If, I, if I got on a skateboard, I would find out how old I am real quick because I'm six yeah. five and clumsy as an ox. So, um, so Dante, you know, when I first met him, it was in New York. Um, it was the first time he ever got on a plane. Dante lives in Florida. And I said, Hey man, we've been working together. We got this little event in New York. Why don't, why don't you come out and, uh, and, and meet us? We have a few, few team members there. And he said, okay. So he flew out and then we were staying. I had uh, about, I think this was back when, when Starwood points were the thing before they did their merger with Marriott. And so I'll stay to the W but they didn't have like a breakfast place or it was slammed. And, uh, I was like, hey, man, I'd really, really like to get some time with you one-on-one. -on -one. Why, don't, why don't we do breakfast tomorrow? He's like, oh, okay, that's great. Let's do it. So we go across the street to the Waldorf, and I get a buffet. And the Waldorf buffet is like, all right, it's not cheap, but you know what? I don't get to hang out with this guy. He's a great guy. Again, I want to spend some time. He, he, he ate like two, two sticks of celery. Like that was it. He just, just – don't, he doesn't eat at all he eats no food and I'm like all right well that's cool like he's just not hungry but we're gonna talk and i was ready to dig into the numbers and strategy and business and dante wanted to talk about his idea to cure the homeless situation and his entire encampment on how to build office parks with homeless shelters surrounded by office parks and he had like a great plan for it and i'm sitting there going I think I'm meeting the kindest person I've ever met in my life. Like I can't talk. I, I have nothing. Uh, maybe this is his sales strategy is just being a genuinely amazingly good human being. Cause all I could experience was pure kindness coming from this man. And I'm like, okay. So we, I don't even think we talked about any business whatsoever. We just, well, I guess we flushed through, and started kind of developing and scoping out his idea to put homeless people around office parks to get them close to jobs that would be supportive to them. And it really is a brilliant idea. Um, it's, it has to be the right kind of jobs, but it's like it made sense in a sense. And then uh, I don't think we've talked business since. We just talk about ideas. And then I try to stay out of, <laughs> I try to stay out of Dante's way, but he's been instrumental. He's been the only salesperson 
that we've worked with here, which um, has to tell you something. Like we don't we don't have a sales culture. We have a marketing culture. We we drive clients through our our, our marketing efforts through our content strategy with our communication strategy with Linda, our content warrior strategy with Nisha, and of course, Arlene's amazing social media reach. Um, but when it comes to actually outreach and engagement, that is 100% Dante. And he has been instrumental in building our organization to what it is today. And, uh, and it's, and it's amazing. We, we, we deeply appreciate and, and care for him. Um, and I, I hope he, I hope he feels that. I hope you feel that. Um, but, uh, his, his salesmanship is not one of pick up the phone and dial and make 200 phone calls a day, which is nice, but it's, I've seen and been copying on some of these communications where Dante's, I would just say, unfiltered kindness has converted uh, people that are just like, I don't want to deal with salesmen to, you know what, let's just have a call. You know, and, and, I, and it's so genuine and authentic that people naturally gravitate to him as a human being. So, um, I don't know how to explain your salesmanship other than that. And I, honestly, I don't know if it can be taught, but I would love to hear you talk a little bit about, you know, your experience at GoLance and, you know, your background a little bit and, um, and some of the salesmanship tactics that I don't even want to call them tactics, because I think this is just naturally who you are, your, how your kindness has helped you uh, attract um has helped you attract businesses that have been wanting to work with us because of you. Uh, well, thank you. That was a, uh, a really nice introduction, <laughs> a really long introduction, but uh, I really appreciate that. Well, we've been uh, working really together great words. Since, since 2016. So I've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I like, I, I don't know what else I could add to that. Um, I, I actually wanted to, um, well, my name is Dante Dinesh. Um, uh, throughout high school, I actually wanted to uh, get into journalism. So that was uh, one of my biggest passions, something that I was really passionate about. Uh, I did do voiceovers um, as well throughout high school. Um, but um, you know, I was thinking about where my salesmanship came from, like at what point did I uh, realize that I was good at it? And I think it was, um, you know, back in high school, I wanted to intern like at a local television news station. Um, but, you know, you have to be in college in order to do that. And I didn't want to wait until I got into college. I wanted to do it like my freshman year of high school. So um, I, I basically just picked up the phone and uh, there's like, I think four or five new stations here in my local hometown. So I picked up the phone and called every station. Um, they all told me no. In a, in a really respectful way, they, they told me no to wait till I get into uh, college and call them back. And um, the last station that I called, um, it was like the number, the number one television station, like based on, uh, TV ratings. So I was a little hesitant to call them at first. Um, but I still called 
um because everyone else told me no so i said what do i have to lose um and uh ultimately uh the news director there uh basically entertained my whole idea and uh he uh, his his actual words were uh something like i'll give you one week uh here at the station and that week turned into like a year so um <laughs> i think that's where my uh salesmanship came from possibly uh who knows maybe i was born with it or i don't, I don't know but um now here i am at golance um uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have some questions also, Michael, that I prepared, so I don't know where I should continue. Yeah, go ahead. On. Shoot. This is how we roll on the uh, remote podcast. Hey, let's let's go. Any, any pets to show us? Any iguanas? Any, no pets. Any goldfish? Any, no, no pets. Okay. Dante, do you have any pets mm -hmm. that I don't know about? Did you get any pets? Mm -hmm. No pets. My My sister has a cat um i don't have her with me right now but she's a, a tiny uh kitten really cute and not as feisty as you typically see like on youtube or social media okay well um let's just shoot the questions but uh yeah i mean doesn't he have a, a radio voice oh yeah i can't actually hear i can't actually hear it so uh, but um, well, one, one of the questions that I, I wrote down was like, what's the secret to uh, closing more deals? And um, I think it's that your strategy, uh, it must be flexible enough to constantly evolve, um, you know, until you figure out what prospects actually respond to. Um, so, you know, I know initially when, um, you know, I came into the role and started uh, creating, you know, different, um, uh, you know, different messages uh, that would resonate with the people that we wanted to be our clients, um, you know, I would spend a lot of time thinking of what to say um and trying to put myself in their shoes and you know i would always think that the message was perfect like i had the perfect message uh but um i, I guess one thing that i learned is that um you know just because your pitch sounds good to you uh it doesn't mean that it's going to be sound good to the person on the receiving end so you know i'm constantly looking at our uh message and um you know, seeing what message people actually respond to and what message people don't really respond to well. And, um, you know, always making changes to the message on the fly to, to get more engagement. Uh, uh, Dante, when, when you're doing your messages, are you, are you emailing? Are you Facebook messaging? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, um, so are you talking about reaching out to clients uh, via email, um, telephone? Uh, so I, I totally agree with you. Crafting the right message. Sometimes I always say to my son, Corey, remember, um, you know, we want to find what's working and we want to stick with it, right? Find out what's working and stick with it until it's not working anymore, right? Um, exactly. So when you're reaching out to clients, how are you putting these messages together? Or are you doing them through all different mediums? Uh, so I like to be pretty flexible. Um, 
all the different mediums. I would say the the uh, on the, the I'm trying to think of the word, but it just left my head. But but the the, the main primary, way that we communicate or primary way that that's a better word. The yeah. primary uh, method of communication would be email. Okay. Um, I, it, it, it's a little bit of everything. So some phone calls, not uh, not as much. Um, I, I realize that phone calls, especially if it's the first outreach message, can be a little intrusive because uh, the person on the receiving end might feel like you got them and they might not be ready to be got at that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's an email, they can read it. And, you know, from the analytics that I see, a lot of the messages get read, you know, several times. So um, I might have an email that That's I send that. out. That is a strategy that a lot of people don't know about is there are platforms out there that will give you analytics, uh, excuse me, on what has been read and what has been opened what has been looked at. I mean, uh, some, the most, most sophisticated sales teams use a platform like that. Um, and that's something, that's a tool that, that Dante deploys. Yeah, it's, it's very, um, uh, it's a very great platform, um, not just to see that your email has been opened, but to know, um, you know, what message is likely resonating best. Um, you know, if, if you send out an email and it's that single email was read 22 times, which does happen sometimes, well, a lot of times with our messaging, uh, it could mean two things. It could mean that they um, just accidentally clicked it multiple times uh, or they really liked it and, you know, are just on the fence or maybe they're sharing it with other people people in their team to um, see how to respond. Um, so it, it, it's a really great tool um, to, to have at your fingertips. Um, but, but back to your question about um, uh, what method of communication we use, email is the best um, for, for that reason, uh, because they can, you know, have more time and respond back to you when they get ready to respond back to you, not when you pick up the phone and want to have a conversation. Sure, sure. Do you have any tips for our listeners on how to get around the spam filters and ways that your emails just get blocked out? I get, we have a lot of people that tell us we send tons of emails, but we can't, you know, they're not reaching. We, we can see they're not being open. So the spam filters, you have any tricks, uh, like a ninja like trick to, uh, get around a spam filter. I can, I can actually jump in that there there's, you can look at spam email. Like there's different things that you can do to test to see if your, if your, uh, mail is going to look spammy mm -hmm. and it, it'll, uh, there's all different types of online tools. If you Google like spam mail, how do you detect, uh, like there's, there's, there's all different types of things that can help you understand the algorithms and how they get, uh, how they, how they get flagged as spams. We're not super email experts, but we do do outreach. Um, one time Dante outreached to somebody, and this was a long time ago when we were kind of starting, we we're very young. And this guy said, oh yeah, I can't mention the name of the company, but I think Dante knows what I'm talking about. The guy said, oh, uh, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, let's, let's set up a call, but first can you copy in your CEO on this email? And then uh, he did. 
And the guy just read us the right act, how terrible of the company that how dare we outreach to him in this way. I mean, it was like, dude, you got an email, man. We're, we're, we're kind of so, like, this is no way. It was like a home, it was like a home invasion. It was an email. This guy was so arrogant. This is no way to engage an enterprise and this, that. And we're like, <laughs> all right, man, you know, have a good day. Um, we're just you know, out there. Later, many years later, I became uh, close friends with the CEO of that company. And we never said anything. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass this guy. I thought he was a little out of line, but it was uh, whatever. But I was talking with the CEO of the company and he built this entire company of spamming Craigslist. And he said he got kicked off of Craigslist. <laughs> we were cra- I was cracking up. I'm like, I so wanted to tell him I probably should have. But it was just uh, just funny that this this guy was like, you dare you outreach to me without my permission and with this messaging. And it was like, dude, uh, you want to hire some freelancers? <laughs> let's 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 slow down. And then uh, and then it come to find out the company that he is he's working for the the CEO and, and their team built their entire enterprise by. Uh, getting kicked off of uh, playing the cat and mouse game with Craigslist, and they still can't send messages on Craigslist. That's, that's but they're far, far bigger than them now. But that's uh, just a little story. That we have lots of story when we're working together that long. But um, uh, any other questions, Dante? Any other? Uh, uh, well, I was just going to add to the whole uh, spam situation. So we actually did, um, I think maybe last year or two years ago, uh, we ran into some trouble where our, our sales emails were going to the spam filter as well. Um, and, um, so we kind of had to, uh, stop everything from the sales perspective and figure out what was going on. Cause initially we didn't know that it was going to spam. We just knew that our emails for some reason weren't getting open. Um, so I was trying to change the message um, and, and changing a lot of the processes, uh, but come to find out it was just going to spam. So that's why it wasn't getting open. So uh, one really simple thing that um, everyone can do is if you think your messages are going to spam, it's best to um, BCC yourself on that email that you're going to send to a prospect and check your own inbox to see if it goes to your inbox or if it goes straight to spam. Um, uh, I did that one uh, the time that we were running into a roadblock, I when I finally did that, I realized, oh wow, it went straight to my spam. So that's probably what happened with all of the other emails. So uh, we were able to change uh, things around, and now every uh, maybe every few months, I'll send uh, like when I send a prospect email, I'll also BCC myself just to be sure that it still goes to the inbox. Nice, that's a great tip. Another tip you can for our listeners is um, uh, you can use different email addresses. Once you've been flagged uh, as a as a spammer, um, you know I know Corey will mess around with um, with .org uh, emails, and he'll make new emails that say .org because as Michael said before, if your if your subject line say sale discount um, .com. Uh, you know, the algorithms will, will screen your emails out. So I know that Corey will use a lot of .org emails and it, sometimes he'll say, 
Um, I got to redo our whole email campaign because it's being shut down. And uh, I got to, it's going to take me a day or two to get it back up and running again. And well, that's, that's good. To, good to know. Yep. Um, well, with, with that, I would like to say thank you to MJ. Thank you, Arlene, for the social media secrets. Dante, as always, you are amazing. And to the listener, uh, please, if you can, like, subscribe, press the button, maybe even leave a review. And if you do, Dante will call you and serenade you with uh, your favorite love song. Yes. Or Arlene, Arlene will come and walk her dog with you. Wooby. Yeah. Ruby, <laughs> come and walk the dog, or maybe send you a video of her walking the dog. We can create a post on social media. What is yeah. what does Wooby mean? Is there like a meaning behind a Wooby? Wooby, no, it's just a funny <laughs> name. Yeah. Almost like they say Wooby in Espanol. It's, it's Wooby. It's just Wooby. That's it. That's Wooby. 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 Corey, Corey, and Renee have a dog. It's it's named uh, David Bowie. Oh. We call him yeah. Bowie. Yeah. Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and by the way, the, the picture of the dog, the picture of the family with the dog gets warms up more sales calls for us than you could ever imagine. When we show our slides about who we are, we show ourselves and my, and my son will say, this is us. And this is our dog, David Bowie Durkin. He's a big podcaster and people always smile and you could tell it creates a connection Oh, they, they love dogs. So Michael's right. People love dogs. Yeah. They love animals. Yeah. Humanize. I think people like the human experience and the, uh, the hello, sir. Very nice to meet, you know, I'm calling on like, they just, they're tired of robots mm -hmm. and it's becoming so difficult to discern, uh, from like actual robots and AI, versus like a human you're speaking to and speaking with and uh authenticity customization being able to to engage with as a as a human one one to another is i think a, a lost art and it's highly sought after so with that i think we're good um happy new year everybody new you year. too happy, happy new year. year great job today to our listeners um uh, a, you can give us a five-star rating. B, you can write a review for the Remote It podcast. That would be awesome. We'd be so appreciative. You can also um, hit the share button. Usually there's three little dots. You can hit those three little dots and you can share it with somebody else that you know that needs to know about remote work, all of the great concepts that we talk about here on the Remote It podcast. So thanks to all of our listeners. Appreciate you so much. Uh, live it up and we'll see you on the next Remote It podcast. Thanks, everybody. Join us each week for new episodes of the Remote It Podcast as Michael Brooks shines the light of inspiration and salvation into the crevices of office overhead, employment benefits, and the Sunday night desperation of the employee dreading their alarm on Monday morning. For those about to remote it, we salute you. <laughs>